0: the information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation
1: it's the black health 365 podcast and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside
0: after all, looking good, feeling good and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice.
1: Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the black community
0: with trusted voices and information
1: to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body and soul these sensations 365ers i am jackie page radio personality as well as a fitness guru i'm gonna get it together today and i want to welcome you all to the black of 365 podcast i am joined by my handsome co-host
0: appreciate you jackie what's good at 365ers this is the black health 365 where y'all know it's our mission to be champions of truth and change by providing y'all personalized healthcare information and resources for trusted professionals Uh, As y'all know, we're here to empower the Black community to make healthier choices all year long. Jackie, let's get into this conversation. Super excited to speak to our superstar guest today.
1: I know. Okay. 365ers um we are gonna have a really really great conversation today we have been talking about fertility on and off for the last year and wanted to make sure that we had this conversation um fertility and same-sex couples so sitting down with us today is judy depart harris how are you doing judy i am good i am good how are you guys Doing good, doing good. Let me go down the resume real quick to make sure that people know exactly who Judy is. Uh, so Judy is the CEO, okay, of Kaleidoscope Hair Products, a line that focuses on anti-breakage and catering to those, um, catering to the needs of those who frequently change their hairstyles like me. Um, she also stars in the WeTV docuseries Brat Loves Judy alongside her partner Rapper DeBrat, a series that is notable for its representation of an LGBTQ plus couple in reality TV, a significant step in terms of visibility and diversity. Judy, excited to talk to you today.
2: Glad, uh, glad to be here. Glad to be here.
0: We got to uh, introduce your buddy beside you. Um... <laughs>
2: So this he's is gonna... loyal. We have six dogs. This is the one that likes to sit on my back. He's just going to be here the whole interview.
0: So like, she's well behaved. Very well behaved.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he is. Yeah. He,
2: I love it. He's just
1: us. like like you doing this? Okay, cool. We're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start with these check-ins. So, Judy, one thing that we like to do here on the Black Health 365 podcast is we like to check in with each other, see how everybody is doing um, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, because checking in on each other is important. We spend a lot of time like, oh, how are you doing? But do we really take time to really see how people are doing? So uh, how are you doing today? Checking in. How are you feeling? How are you doing?
2: Uh, I'm okay. I think this past week, you know, it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday kind of wore us out a little bit. So as the CEO of a company that has an e-commerce website, um, yeah, that could be a little bit overwhelming. I am catching up, but I'm okay. No complaints. No complaints. Can is. definitely understand that. Brett, how you
0: doing? I'm um, good. Just to respond to Judy. I think we like to say that's called moving in peace and maintaining. So yeah, you got it. <laughs> Um, but uh, Jackie, I'm doing as well as I can As you can probably tell from my voice I got a little bit of the Barry White still going on just something going around So everybody 365ers, take your vitamin C Take care of your immunity Um, But other than that, the season is starting to slow down for me In terms of my workload Been doing a lot of great things in the community Working with a lot of uh, health circles Working with the men to help them get their minds together um, But as we're transitioning to December I just want to chill with my boo Take it easy Well, yeah, that being said, Jackie, what's going on with you?
1: Um, It's the chill with my boo for me. Um, I am doing good. No complaints like you. Uh, Things are slowly and surely starting to wind down at the station, which I'm really excited about. It'll be good to just have a few weeks where I literally don't have anything to do. Um, So really looking forward to that. But yeah, things are things are calming down and I'm getting a second to breathe right before the top of the year kicks off. So no complaints here. Um, All is well.
0: Well, right now we're transitioning into the holiday season and a lot of the holiday season comes with a lot of things, a lot of cheer and joy. It also can come with stress, anxiety, dealing with family or whatever that may be. Um, but it also comes with giving to others and shopping. And so, you know, we like to do our articles. Uh, we really read a very concerning article that kind of makes sense. But um, the article pretty much was talking about how shopping carts have more bacteria than toilet seats, um, which is crazy if you think about it, right? Because we're all out here shopping. How often do you take out the time to actually wipe that sharpened cart down? Um, it's, yeah, it's concerning.
1: So, <laughs> Judy, I love your face right now. So, according to the Washington Post, um, they actually, like, did a test swab of 85 shopping carts and out of the 85 72% came back with some type of fecal bacteria on it and the article says that a lot of it just comes from like uh cross-contamination like when you're in the grocery store and you pick up meat and then you put it in, a, in the shopping cart or babies and diapers and things not yeah people um,
0: don't wash their hands, people don't wash their hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> i'm
1: happy
2: i'm happy that i shop online um groceries brought to the door that is that is scary to even think it's very scary scary, but how do you how do you fix that How, how do you as a shopper fix that though do you then now bring wipes
1: so the article suggests that you should wash your hands before you go shopping. Try not to touch your face while you're shopping. And if there are wipes available, wipe things down. And then when you get to a place where you can wash your hands again, like once you're done shopping, wash your hands again. Um, I can't remember the last time I went into a store and saw wipes by the shopping cart. Like during the pandemic, shoot. Now? I go over to pull a wipe and there's nothing there but air. So
0: yeah, it's definitely been a case of what I've seen. So, um, 365 please take care of yourself. Wash your hands, uh, stay vigilant, stay alert. Cause people don't wash their hands out here. Uh,
1: <laughs> we haven't learned anything from the pandemic.
0: <laughs> take care of yourself. Hygiene is vitally important. Well, uh, Judy, we're really, really excited to speak with you for so many reasons. You've lived such a dynamic life. Um, and, and true to your authenticity. Right. And so here on the Black Hill 365, we'd like to start the conversation off with a Dharma talk, which essentially comes from the Eastern tradition, which is a small sermon to set the tone for the conversation. And today's Dharma talk is called um, living life out loud, being your truest self, being your most authentic self. In um, so many cases in our life that we make ourselves small in the face of others. But for what? Right there's nothing more powerful empowering than you just being your true self and creating from that and Judy you are a true testament to doing that Uh,
2: thank you (laughs) you. it's it's um I don't know I don't know anything but that I think I don't know maybe because I was a rebellious child I just you know it's just kind of who I've been this this journey it it wasn't really like a mission it's just that's what I want to wear. That's what I'm wearing. That's what I want to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's just kind of.
0: that's kind of who I am and it's worked for me. So there it is. and I don't think it has to necessarily be some deep philosophical mission or anything. But if the fact that you can stay true to yourself, intuitively, that's, you know, that's, that speaks to people and people gravitate towards that. Um, and that's definitely manifested throughout your business. Um, so. Yeah, I
2: also think that probably the industries that I've been didn't have to like conform, you know, like being in a beauty industry, but doing hair, like I, I'm i talking to my client, but I don't have to be somebody different. So I didn't, you know, I've never really worked corporately. So I, I don't think I've had to be put in the box.
0: That's a very you interesting
2: point. Right. When people go to do certain things or have to work at certain places, they have to be a certain way. <clears throat> and I think maybe I just had a blessed, you know, background to, that i don't think i would have fit i think i would have broke the box oh got put out
0: there it is yeah um yeah i think for a lot of black people specifically um uh, we struggle with this double consciousness feeling like we got to conform um in certain spaces so it's just it's definitely a blessing to do what you love in a space where you can be your most authentic self intuitively so that's that's really dope well yeah, and um, i gotta
1: add um mm-hmm. really quickly um we love seeing you do that. We love seeing you be authentic. We love your transparency and, and your honesty throughout every journey um, that you've gone through and are going through. Um, we love seeing that, which is part of the reason why we wanted to talk to you today. Um, one of the journeys that you have been open about more recently has been the um, fertility journey. Um, you and Brett. Um you've talked about, you know, finding a donor and going through this journey with Brat. So we're really excited to kind of get into that today um, with you. How did you, at what point in time did you and Brat say like, hey, you know what, we we wanna, we wanna have a, a child. We wanna do this thing.
2: Um, when we first got together, we just, we talked about it, but she had six dogs, uh, which now we have six dogs. She has six dogs we both had really busy schedules. We was like, I don't know. Um, and then in 2021 I was doing, um, a launch of one of my hair product collections and somebody on the team had this great idea that we say we're going to extend the family. So we would announce that we're extending the family and when that happened like we recorded a whole full campaign and everything but when we announced it it went so far and so many people reached out to her and so much stuff i never launched a campaign by the way never ever released a video but at that point it was like we started talking you know we started now the, now this is a forced conversation because whether we want to talk about it or not it's in our face and we did think about you know as we were Launching this campaign that was for kaleidoscope or trying to launch this thing that was for kaleidoscope because that was part one A video was supposed to follow for what we were launching. It was an ultrasound on my belly and it was gonna be the hair products never released the video ever, right? So as people were reaching out to her and as she was getting all of these special messages, she was like But what if we do want to do it? And I'm like if we do want to do it, we got to talk about it now Because girl we in our 40s, you know, like this can't be something we can wait four and five years to talk about, so let's talk about it now. And from there, you know, we started doing our research, doing the doctor's visits, learning a lot of different things and just trying to figure out if we are gonna do this, the best way to do it. Happy 62nd birthday, granddad. Thanks, sweetheart. I got you this. A mug, oh, thank you. Uh, What does it say? Beware, if you were 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of hospitalization from RSV. Respiratory syncytial virus compared to adults younger than 60.
1: Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. Learn more at BewareofRSV.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. You mentioned when you and uh, DeBrett were having this conversation, you know, one of the things that came up was you both being in your 40s. And I feel like as women, one of the things that we hear a lot is, oh, well, once you hit a certain age, like you can't have a baby or you shouldn't do that. Um, Was that ever a a topic of concern between you and and Brad? Um, You know, that a a conversation that you both had with the doctor?
2: Yes. So, what happens, which I know we all take, like, what is it, chemistry or whatever it is that you learn about your body in high school, you take that and you learn some of these things, but none of this stuff do you like. Once you reach a certain age, your egg amount and egg quality drastically diminishes so like at the age of 35 and all of this i learned because we took the fertility journey at 35 it starts to drop some at 40 it does like this huge dip and at after 40 you'll be lucky to have anything like my wife will say you know when they check for my eggs i ain't had nothing it was all scrambled you know because when it came time for us to decide to have a baby and i had uh, a healthy amount of eggs and i had a nice amount of eggs and she didn't have any so she was 48 and i was 40. So we decided that, well, we didn't have any, wasn't really deciding. We, you know, we took my egg, um, well, one of my eggs we did where we, did the embryo transfer and let her carry. Cause it was my suggestion that she experiences pregnancy. Cause I have three children. They grown as hell now and get on my nerves. But anyway, I had pregnancy before, you know, so, and my wife being the most nurturing person that I've ever met in my whole entire life. I thought it would be great for her to experience that because that's a different kind of love. That's a love from the inside, you know? So she agreed to do it. And so we did the embryo transfer with her. And our first attempt actually wasn't successful. We had a miscarriage. And our second attempt is the attempt that you see where we're pregnant. You know, we now have baby true. And yeah, it was quite a bit of a journey. After my egg, after the retrieval, I wound up having blood clots in my lungs, an enlarged heart, having to be on blood thinners, all of these different things that are the small percentage of people that can be affected and i wouldn't change none of it or trade nothing because we have our beautiful son. but it's so many different things that you are at risk for right and they give you all of the the what ifs in the beginning and granted it was point i think it was like 0.03 of the people that have overstimulation i forget the name i it. see the hyper stimulation or overstimulation of something so whatever it is it caused me to have blood clots in my lungs and what's having blood clots in my lungs it caused my heart to be a lot on one side so then i had an enlarged heart on one side so it just was it was a whole bunch of ups and downs and health issues but all of it i'm fine now i don't have none of those issues now it was very temporary because of hormones that i was taking and a lot of injections you have to take because during fertility. There's a lot of medication that you have to take in. Life is full of things to manage. Your work,
1: your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
2: take oral medication you have to take injections and all of this is because they for me for the egg retrieval, they have to make them big and what i call them big and fluffy like eggs are super small so they you know they give you all of these steroids and hormonal shots to enlarge them like to make them large enough so when they go to extract them that they could get them and so it just so happened that my body had a side effect from all of that medication after <clears throat>
1: I'm interested to know from start to finish, how long did this journey take? Um, Was it like a year? Was it two years? We started, we started the
2: conversation February of 2021. We started seeing the doctors somewhere mid 2021. Um, once you see the doctors, well, once, because Dr. Jackie wound up being our doctor. We saw a couple of doctors, They just, it just, some just aren't the right fit, especially LGBTQ friendly. Like, one doctor we went to, they was like, you know, I said, well, we thinking about having a baby. Where's your boyfriend? What you, we holding hands. So, like, what do you mean where's our boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? So, after going to try to find the right doctor for us, we met, we were at Candy Beers's, um restaurant, Old Lady Gang. Dr. Jackie woke up on us. Hey, if y'all ever want to have a baby, call me. And so we was like, oh, okay, well, we called her. So after meeting up with her, we both had to, uh, you know, we had to see which one of us kind of qualified to see who, who's a better fit. So Dr. Jackie gave us her opinion on it, but then she referred us to a fertility specialist. Then you go to the fertility specialist, you do a million and one tests. You know, they, they check to see if your body's able to carry. They check to see if you have eggs. Then once all that, they do the blood test and they check to see if you're a carrier of anything. Do you carry any diseases or do you carry anything that you could pass down to your child? So all of that, it was probably from early 2021 so we had our baby July the 6th of this year. So yeah, that sounds like about a couple of, years. I didn't even realize it was a couple of years. But there was a lot going on. So, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of phases of it. It's not like, you know, you don't just, you don't just go get pregnant. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened prior to.
1: And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you that because I, and we've talked about this before on the black of 365 podcast. is I, we get into the mindset of like, Oh, I want to get pregnant. And if I have to go through a, you know, a fertility journey, Oh, it's just going to happen like that. And that's not always the case. There are different things that happen to everybody. Um, and, and it can, it can be a process and people need to know that.
2: Well, that, and I didn't realize you will have, you will have no more eggs. Like, like, what I always tell like right now straight from the mountaintops if you are over 35 You are not married. You want to have children at some point. You're not in a relationship But you know, you want to have children at some point go freeze your eggs Go freeze your eggs because if you can't get them back They they go away. They they don't go visit somebody else to come back like they go like there is, You know, and then when you talk about um, Black people in the fertility world We are far and few. They have a very small amount of black sperm donors. They have a very small amount of black egg donors. So the egg donors are smaller than the black sperm donors. So if the sperm donors is this much, imagine egg donors. So if you can, when you can, and you know you want to have a child, I do suggest people freeze eggs because, yeah, they be gone.
0: That was one of my questions, actually, you just touched on. What was your process like finding and selecting a sperm donor?
2: Oh my God. That stupid I made headlines. I'm sorry. Um, so uh I'll tell you this. On our journey, we didn't even learn that that black sperm donors were far and few until we got to that point. Like we didn't learn that, you know, before we took the eggs out. We didn't none of that did we know. And then when I did the blood test, you know, I tell you they do the blood test to see if you carry anything. I'm a carrier of four different things. So <laughs> let's just say I go to a cryo bank and there's 17 different hundred sperm donors. I have to now answer in these four things and they have to be negative of or not a carrier of the thing. So you go to the cryo bank, 1700 donors. If you go and then you add the 1700 donors, you click black. So our personal journey, when that happened, it went all the way down from 1700 to one. And then in the one, there was a small, cause they also have people, they don't have to show their picture. They can give limited information. So what, in our criteria, we wanted to be able to see a photo. We wanted to have more information. Like we wanted to be able to have, cause some, some people have records of their history so far back. i nutted in a cup, are you gonna buy it or are you not, you know? So respectfully, um, all of these cryobanks take probably great sperm, but we wanted to know about our donor so when that became the case it was a hard decision on okay so now what do we do we're here what do we do so now out of now we have to take the black thing off and we have to open it up to see how many out of the 1700 are there and now out of the 1700 is down to 26 and of the 26 there's Caucasians, there's asians and then there was um I want to say this right, but I'm going to say it wrong. I think it's, it's, is it Mexican or Spanish? So it's, we have a mix of those. So then it's like, okay, so now which one are we going to pick from here? So from there to have a healthy baby, we like, who's the perfect candidate? So let's just start putting in, instead of looking at race at all, let's put in, um, so I was like, let's put in, let's put in the health stuff. Let's put in maybe some height stuff and and let's just try to figure out with this who can we find that has the right amount of background information who can we find to have so we have a healthy baby and let's just get over this hurdle because it was like ai don't i don't know like i never i'm black you know what i'm saying like i have black parents i never thought I, i i haven't i hadn't thought about anything outside of that the first the first instinct was let's call a the fertility clinic is saying, do you have any other references you know they gave us three or four references and every time we went to one of these different cryobanks we experienced the same thing so then we say you know what let's do some shopping let's think about it let's wait a while and see if they have any new donors so we waited some time but we couldn't wait a long time because we're running up against time so we waited a little while but at no point was there any luck with it and so i was like okay well if we want to do this thing then we have to do this thing and we have to decide on the best thing possible so from there we both were having our own picks because you have descriptions and each of them had different descriptions she had some picks i had one of them hers was like musician like music type picks mine was entrepreneur type picks because you know they again they give descriptions and then we narrowed it down to one the person that fit the best and now you can bring him here we narrowed it down to one and then we have true So it was when i tell you i was so mad at the man like i was like y'all don't even realize you can go type in the california Cryobank and type in you know you can see that it's it's like right there oh, see, look at you. oh my god say hi say
1: hi And for our listening audience, Judy just brought out her baby, True. But you know, it's interesting. I was like, really quick, it's really interesting to hear you say that, you know, you guys went around to a few different cryobanks and experienced the same issue where there weren't a lot of Black donors. That's not something that if I was to go to, or if I were to go through a a fertility journey, honestly, I I think a lot of black women one know that or two even think of that
2: at all at all and and i don't i don't i don't i don't think it's so i don't want to make it seem like the fertility clinic that we go to didn't inform us correctly right i think that um it's just a worldwide thing you know what i'm saying like it's a thing that people don't know about now granted when the headlines was made we had to talk about it and people was talking about it then you know um And even though it was it was like negative commentation that was going on, I felt like, well, at least the conversation is happening.
1: And I was going to say that I did not know about this until it made headlines. Right. You couldn't have told me that if I went to a doctor or clinic now that I couldn't get a black sperm donor. I did not know. Yeah. But now that you guys have gone through that experience and you share that. And if there's a 365er who has to go through this journey, it's something that we know. It is a it's a topic of conversation. And it's also a topic of conversation for men, for d- black men who are donors mm-hmm. um, or who, who may be thinking like, hey, wasn't going to do it before. or maybe I should do it. Um, you know, it's something that we as a black community can talk about and, and do something about.
0: I'm interested in a little bit more of that experience of searching via different cryobanks. Did you stay within the state are you able to get go to a cryobank out of your state
2: oh yeah no it they don't have one here so it mm-hmm. already was out of state there, i think it was three different ones They the, the known ones are california cryobank and i forget the other two
0: but so it's not even meant, it's not like there's a cryobank in every single state no like you really got yeah mm-hmm.
2: no well that not i say this very respectfully not reputable so, there are very few reputable ones there. And then they're large. So, like I said, 1,700 or 7,000, however many, you like the exercise is that simple. You log on to a cryo bank, you type in um, your criteria, and you watch the number get chopped down by 90%. Simply putting in race. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, you watch the number get chopped down.
1: That has to be a disheartening experience. Well, one.
2: It was and it wasn't. So I just felt like I'm I'm a person that tries to make all negatives into a positive. So I felt like when we went into this thing, even though we thought it was going to be something, as long as we have a healthy, loving baby, that's exactly what it, that's what we're going for. Did I think it was going to be this? No, I did not think it was going to be this. Am I going to stop because of this? No, because we still want to have a baby. All of this stuff has happened. I don't think I was because when that stuff happened to me, I was hospitalized for like a week or two. I don't think I was in the hospital for no reason. I don't think you know my wife had a miscarriage for no reason. Like I, I don't. Well, I, when that, we ain't got that, we hadn't got that far yet. But I don't think we we've gone this far for nothing. I think we supposed to continue. And if this is what we want, this is what we want. If we have hurdles along the way, we just have fucking hurdles along the way, and we just figure it out. Um, because no matter who the sperm donor was, I still think my child is as black as me.
1: Okay. That's, um, <laughs>
2: that's
0: what i feel. You guys happen to have a midwife or a doula to assist in the pregnancy process?
2: Uh we had actually talked to Erica Badu in the beginning. Um i don't know if you knew that, know, but she is uh she calls herself a badula. oh uh, so <laughs> she helped <laughs> um, with
1: uh summer walker right
2: right so but we wound up by the time we actually sat down and considered it we were so far along we probably were like seven eight months so we was like okay no um uh, but we thought about that in the beginning but no it just was dr jackie and dr um asimoto over at hope fertility that kind of went along the way along with because we are we were older and high risk. We had to go to a maternal fetal specialist uh, once a month, and then closer to the end of the pregnancy, we had to go once a week. So we had to go, which and all that is that you go get a fancy ultrasound once a month to make sure the baby is growing, how he's you know how he or she's supposed to, making sure the organs are progressing, how they're supposed to, that nothing else is wrong
1: so so brat loves Judy um you know you guys have shared a lot of your life on the show will we get this part of your life on the show as well
2: um yes brad loves judy the baby special we i we let them in you get to see the first days of uh like they get hot they have the hospital footage, they get the first time we breastfed. Um, they get to see us deciding on a nanny, a manny or not, us deciding on if we wanna have more kids or not, and if so, how we're gonna do it or not. Um, you get to see family dynamic. Um you get to see us kinda having difference in religious views and what we're gonna do with our son. Um yeah, you get a you to get a lot in these five episodes.
1: Ready for it, okay? Yeah, ready for ready it. to see it. It's gonna be some good stuff.
0: Well, as we close, uh, Judy, we like to do what we call a Western 365, pretty much a takeaway for the conversation. If you could give any piece of advice for a couple starting or expanding their family with all these fertility methods, what would that advice be?
2: Um, to not give up and to not believe the stigmas that's out there or the things that people have said. Um, I feel like our pregnancy journey shows that damn near anything is possible because my wife birthed our child at 49. Um, so just do your research. Uh, make sure you go into a doctor that supports you, your lifestyle, what you're trying to do. And yeah, go for it. Don't be scared.
1: As Britt would say, uh, well said. Is that what you say, Britt? Well said. (laughs) There it is. That's what I'm looking for. There it is. Judy, thank you so much for just sitting down and, and being, as you always are, open and transparent with us in the 365ers. If people want to connect with you on social media, if they want to watch the special coming out, if they want to get into colitis, everything you have going on, how can they do that?
2: Um. So you can watch Brad loves Judy on We TV. Uh, it airs Thursday, November thirtieth, and it's on every Thursday, nine eight Central. We TV, and the streams are all black. And you can follow me or follow my journey on social media at the real BB Judy, and it's D A R E A L B B J U D Y.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. 365ers, as always, if you have something that you want us to dive into, something you want us to cover, hit us up on social media at BlackHealth365. Again, that is BlackHealth365. I'm Jackie Page. You can find me on all social media at LoveJackiePage.
0: And you can find me at all social media at ProfitFitness.life. As Judy said, never give up on being the advocate for yourself. Peace, namaste, and love.
1: Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahit Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.